itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Live. My name is Jacques Daniel here at the Diocese of Rapid City. I'm here with Father Brian Christensen, pastor of the cathedral and St. Michael's in Hermosa. We are uh, we are in a, a usual location this morning. Yeah, we're broadcasting live out here on a building site um, here in North Rapid City, um, uh, part of a great um, uh, project between the Catholic churches of Central and Southern uh, the Black Hills with Habitat for Humanity. And what's the weather today, Jacques? <laughs> it is so cold outside. <laughs> it is, uh, I think it's 24 degrees. Test it. Yeah, we're in a little tent, so we got a little, uh, little. this is not the inside of a posh chancery building. Next no, we are not. Yeah, I, sometimes I used to broadcast live, live from uh, high above uh, the cathedral on a, on a sunny uh, Black Hills uh, winter day, but... Today is a little overcast, 24 degrees. We're at the corner of North Spruce Street and East Madison Street um, here in North Rapid City. Um, at a great uh, day that we're going to be covering uh, live on site here called Catholics Building on Faith. It's a collaboration with our local Habitat for Humanity um, of the Black Hills um, to build two duplexes. Uh, each of those will be uh, three bedroom, uh, so four bedroom houses right four three bedroom houses is gonna be a little confusing that's that's a lot of math that's a lot of math <coughs> but three uh, four new homes for um, folks in need here in the rapid city area in the black hills um and today we're uh, kind of breaking ground and blessing the site um and we're gonna have some great guests on uh on this beautiful uh feast of our lady our lady of guadalupe our lady of guadalupe maybe we should pray Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving God and Father, we give you thanks and praise in this season of Advent as we celebrate the coming of your Son, Jesus Christ, uh, at Christmas, that he has come and through the um, yes uh, of Mary, been incarnate and um, born our Savior in Bethlehem. We also anticipate his coming in glory with joyful hope, and we recognize his presence here today with us and in the sacramental life in the communion of saints and uh, the body of the church uh, in the sacred scriptures in the work we do in his name we ask the intercession of mary um our lady of guadalupe um our um, patroness of the americas that she may intercede for us today and always that we may welcome your son jesus christ that we may always say our own fiat our yes to the will of god we ask all these things through christ our lord Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We have an exciting morning. We're, <laughs> we're here, out in the dirt. Uh, we can, uh, we'll give you a little play-by-play as things start happening uh, in just a bit. We yeah, let's, give our, let's go, just go give a little picture of where we're at today. First of all, I think everybody across our listening area can appreciate 24 degrees um, <laughs> and a slight breeze, overcast skies here uh, as we begin our broadcast at the corner of North Spruce Street and East Madison Street in North Rapid City. Um, 
as I said, they're going to build two duplexes here, um, Habitat for Humanity, along with um, 16 different parishes and Catholic organizations here in the central and southern Black Hills, uh, stretching all the way from Edgemont and Hot Springs, South Dakota, all the way up to Piedmont. Uh, in Meade County, also including our um, Rapid City uh, Newman Center here at the School of Mines and Technology, as well as our Rapid City Catholic School System um, will be participating in raising the funds and contributing the labor, prayers, and sometimes good old food for the workers here on site. But uh, as you can um, just picture here, we're on the corner of a lot. Um, It's uh, like three lots across. Um, And on the very corner here is the poured foundation of the first duplex so we're looking straight out there uh, on that um, newly poured um, foundation they got the plumbing in they got some of the the engineered gravel in they have not poured the slab on that first one and behind us is the forms are laid out for the second duplex uh, right behind us again uh, that duplex will have uh, two three-bedroom homes in it for two families and the one right in front of us here uh, with the but the foundation already poured uh, is also a duplex with uh, for uh, two families, two three-bedroom homes. It's really exciting, really exciting. People are starting to gather here on site. Uh, the kickoff uh, for today will be at the top of the hour. So, uh, but before then, we got uh, we got some some uh, beautiful guests with regard to Our Lady of Guadalupe. It's Our Lady of Guadalupe. It's a feast day. It's not. It's uh. It's today Tuesday. Today is still is Tuesday. It, is Tuesday. it Tuesday? <laughs> Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. December, Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. December 12th and it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, uh, here in town they have a beautiful celebration over at Blessed Sacrament Church uh, on the west side uh, this evening with uh, mass and a big celebration. Right now they're uh, praying the rosary over there Ooh. in a bilingual rosary. Um, if you're in the wall area, I hear tonight they also have a celebration over at uh, St. Patrick's St. Patrick's and Walt. Yeah. Tonight they'll have a beautiful Our Lady Guadalupe Mass. They have a fantastic menu. There's no menu advertised for Blessed Sacrament, but there is mm. one for Our Lady for St. Patrick's and Wall. I I am going over to Blessed Sacrament this evening for the Mass and for the food. Um, of course, for the Mass first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the food is never disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> never disappointing. But anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna have a guest uh, here on the show today. There, uh, Joseph. Gonzalez, uh, his wife Monique, they're both authors of a book, Guadalupe and the Flower World Prophecy. Um, it's great uh, discussion that we'll have today about their newly released book just last month. They just published and released. Um, and this Guadalupe and the Flower, uh, the Flower World Prophecy, How God Prepared the Americas for Conversion Before the Lady Appeared. Um, just a, a great uh, background on um, culture, right, and how God... Um, prepares every single um, community right uh, to receive the gospel and that's been happening right for uh, throughout the ages that the culture right is the place in which people are searching for the truth the good and the beautiful um, and, and every culture God's at work in that uh, is that work in that era in that way um, but when the gospel comes, it purifies that culture. It brings it to light. It brings um, the good and the beautiful and the true into clearer light. Um, and, and it purifies it of those things that don't belong to the gospel um, that people have been searching, you know, by human reason and uh, the promptings of actual grace. When sanctifying grace enters in there, when the gospel message enters in there, um, things change in a beautiful, powerful way. Awesome. Well, we might have Joseph on the line. Joseph, can you hear us? 
Yes, I'm here. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Yeah. Well, welcome to Real Presence uh, Live here from Rapid City, South Dakota. I hope you're warmer than 24 degrees. Is your heat working in your office or house? <laughs> yeah, we're nice and warm. Heater's on right now. We're all good. <laughs> no, that's great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Father Brian Christensen. You're here with uh, Jacques Daniel, a co-host here on uh, Real Presence Live here from Rapid City. But uh, why don't you just uh, share a little bit uh, about yourself. Is your wife joining us today on the radio? trying to get her on we're trying to oh, get trying her. to get her on okay joseph tell us a little bit about yourselves well I'm, I'm a composer i've been a professional composer for 30 years primarily working in hollywood in the entertainment industry uh working on movies you know film documentaries but i also had this parallel career writing uh career writing concert music so i've written uh, symphonic oratorios choral pieces things like that and actually, it was an inspiration that I had back in the early 1990s where I wanted to set Aztec song poetry to music that started this whole journey, uh, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But that's a little bit about myself and um, how, how we got started on this journey. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit, um, you know, I, many of our listeners here uh, are probably familiar about the story of St. Juan Diego and Our Lady of Guadalupe, but just to set us up here for, for everyone listening across our area here today, um, give us a little brief uh, understanding of the story. Sure. Okay, so in 1531, between December 9th and December 12th, uh, a commoner, referred to in Nahuatl as a masacual, uh, which actually means a person who is not worthy to go into this flower world paradise that we're going to talk about, he uh, huh. going to Mass, early morning, and he passes by Tepeyac Hill, where he hears all this beautiful music and wondrous sights. You know, these birds are singing, the, the mountains and the rocks seem to be singing, and he's enveloped with beauty and music, and he says to himself, am I worthy of what I hear? Which is very curious. Why would he say that? And then he says, could I be in the place that our ancient ancestors spoke of, the flower world par paradise, perhaps in the world mm. of heaven? which is another curious thing. So he's obviously making a connection to something from his past that he already knew about. But anyway, as the story goes along, he meets the Virgin Mary, uh, and she says, she identifies herself. She identifies herself in five different ways. By the way, they're, they're speaking in the Nahuatl language, which is the indigenous language of uh, Mesoamerica at the time. And she says, one of the things that she says is she says, I am the mother of of the God of far and near. In Nahuatl, it's in Tloca Nahuatl. That's a very important point. So anyway, she mm. says, I want you to go to the bishop, and I want you to tell him that I want a temple to be built on this very mountain, on this very site, on top of Tepeyac Hill. So Juan Diego, as a, as a commoner, and somebody who doesn't speak Spanish, goes to the bishop, who only spoke Spanish, and has to try to convince him. So, of course, the bishop, Lumarga, that's his name, doesn't believe him, and, uh, you know, tells him to come back. He goes back, Juan Diego goes back to the Virgin, dejected, and she bolsters him. And she uses actually terms and concepts in this Nahuatl language and in this Nahuatl culture, where she says, you know, go back to your face and heart. Um, go back to who you are as a person and, and, and complete this quest that I'm ask, uh, asking you to go about. So uh, finally, on another meeting with the bishop, the bishop says, well, I'm going to need a miracle. So 
so uh, Juan Diego goes back, but unfortunately he runs into a problem. His uncle Bernardino is sick, and he decides to to try to evade uh, Guadalupe or the Virgin Mary by going around the other side of the mountain. And this actually plays into prominence because he ends up taking the east to west direction to the top of the hill when he finally does gather the flowers. This is also known as the path of the sun, which also plays mm. prominently in our theory. Um, and he, he goes to this place full of flowers, and he, he then gathers those flowers in his tilma, and he takes them down to Bishop Zumarga, and as he is giving, showing them as proof that he actually did meet the Virgin Mary, an apparition of the Virgin Mary, the, the beautiful image of her appears on the tilma or his cloak that he was wearing, and this is the famous tilma image that we see today. And because of that, 10 years between 1531 and 1541, nine to 10 million indigenous converted, which is considered the largest Christian conversion event in the history of the world. So that's a synopsis. Wow, that is amazing. And I just think as we were talking before you came on, just about the role that culture plays in preparing ourselves or the way that God prepares us to receive the gospel. And this this just has an amazing um, way in which God has been preparing um, the people of Mexico and the culture there. Just briefly, um, I think it plays an important part. Um, we're going to go to break in a few moments, but uh, could you just describe a little bit about the, the flower world and, and, and what that was that was in that culture? Right, exactly. So when Juan Diego refers to this place, the flower world paradise, scholars in archaeology, linguists, and anthropology have, have found out that this, there, there's a, there was a a belief that was ubiquitous in ancient Mesoamerica, that ancient Mesoamerican men had this obsession with wanting to go to this floral, spiritual, religious afterlife that was filled with beauty and music. And they've coined that term flower world. And, um, you know, we're going to talk a lot about it, but that, we speculate, was what, what was Juan Diego referring to when he said, could this be the place that our ancient ancestors were speaking of? All right. Well, thank you, Joseph. Uh, we're going to come back uh, after the break uh, with uh, Joseph Gonzalez and hopefully his wife, Monique, uh, joining us. Uh, they are authors of a book just released last month, Guadalupe and the Flower World Prophecy, How God Prepared the Americas for Conversion Before the Lady Appeared. We'll be right back with Real Presence Live from Rapid City, South Dakota. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. 
Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.vision. Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Live. We are back. My name is Jacques Daniel. I'm here with... Father Brian Christensen, and we are on uh, we are on site for a Catholics Building on Faith event. We are uh, literally on a building site, uh, outdoors, outdoors, twenty four degrees. We're we're uh, not sitting. We're standing, pacing back and forth, I trying f- to keep warm. <laughs> I was telling Jacques here at the break, it feels like we're at like one of those college game days outside where they put those poor guys up like at the big house in Michigan, and they're standing there on the sidelines. The snow's coming down, the ice is forming on their beards, and they're going like, "Okay, today we got a big lineup for you here today." And, yeah, we do have a big lineup for you yeah. today. We've been talking with Joseph uh, Gonzalez. Do we get Monique on the line? Maybe not. Uh, We're we're still working. We're having some technical difficulties. But we're on site, on this building. You guys were just talking about uh, this beautiful book that Joseph and Monique have written about uh, the way that God prepared the culture. And as you guys were talking about that, I'm just looking at the site that is being prepared Mm. for people, uh, you know, the, the... concrete's poured and and there's all sorts of dirt and stuff and we even uh yesterday had to change plans on where we're going to put this tent and where we're going to sit and yeah i know super uh yeah super uh, adaptable to the changing circumstances and conditions um joseph let's go back to the flower world and to juan diego and our lady of guadalupe and maybe begin by just sharing with uh with us you know like how did mary kind of fulfill or or, or enter into those indigenous um, traditions and expectations? Well, okay, one really kind of obvious way, we, we haven't gotten into the flower song poems, but later through the centuries, the flower world concept, by the way, has started around 1500 B.C. In an, area, in an era called the Middle Formative Olmec Period. That's when a lot of the scholars think that this idea of a transcendental realm, this otherworldly place, started. But just, just to quickly also add that there was an idea of a four-petaled flower, which was essentially a connection between earthly beauty and ultimate heavenly beauty, or divine truth, or divine creativity, this flower world paradise. 
we have two kind of trans, two transcendental concepts that started in the in this period. But later on, as we see, the, the people of Mesoamerica started writing song poems about this, and they actually put it to a narrative. But to kind of cut to the chase, the primary metaphor of these flower songs are that of a singer who is looking for flowers. He believes that he goes to this flower world paradise, the same one that Juan Diego refers to by name, and he wants to gather those flowers into his tilma so we can show them to the lords and princes. That's, that's the overriding metaphor of these flower mm. song poems, which were centuries before the Guadalupe narrative. Now, as a side note, a lot of the secular scholars claim that this earlier song poem is the source material for a fabricated Guadalupe narrative. In other words, the Franciscans, or rather the Spanish, used these, this material, this cultural material, to dupe the indigenous into conversion. But what we have actually discovered and what we say in our book is this was not a hoax. This was actual even this was actually evangelical preparation because these song poems so easily lead into the Guadalupe narrative. So let me give you another let me give you another example. In these song poems, the singer wants to find the flowers, the flowers of ultimate truth. But he's unable to because he's sinful and he's unworthy. But what, what happens is at the end of the poem, as he's lamenting, these are the ancient song poems, he says, only the God of far and near, in Nahuatl, that's in Tlokin Nahuatl, can make one worthy for the flower world paradise. Well, if we go to the Guadalupe narrative, when Guadalupe introduces herself, she gives five different ways using five different uh, Nahuatl terms that specify a one supreme God. And the third way that she identifies, she says, I am the mother of the God of far and near in Tlokinawake. So if we combine mm. the two concepts, like as in, as in like a part one and part two, what, if we connect the dots, what would it mean? That Guadalupe, the Blessed Virgin Mary, is the mother of the one supreme God, the God of fire and air in Tokenawake, the one who, by his sacrifice, makes you worthy for the flower world paradise. So these, you really need to kind of know the ancient song poems and the culture, which we outline in our book, and to really understand what was going on, perhaps, in the Nawa mind when they heard the Guadalupe narrative, when it was presented to them. And this, we believe, led to millions of conversions that happened within the decade after her appearance. Wow. You know, um, talking about, you know, kind of the secular scholar and the skepticism of it, and then laying out, like, this is a long uh, tradition and history of the poetry that was there and the understanding of the flower world and all of the expectations that would be fulfilled and just to bring that all together in such a beautiful way it seems like only only God could do that only God could do that um, as you as you as you face as you face kind of the skepticism of secular um, scholar you know uh, conversation how do you counter that with you know, with, the, with the actual reality of the apparition of Our Lady? Well, you know, that opens up a really big uh, uh, discussion, because what we've found uh, when we're reading through these books, you know, the, the, uh, in secular scholarship, it's assumed that Guadalupe is a hoax. 
you know, that Chama was painted, you know, that the earlier sung poem was the source material for a fabricated Guadalupe narrative. It's just assumed that. And unfortunately, what ends up happening, we, we've given presentations on our theory to various audiences. And when the Q&As start, we always hear stories of people, usually people from Mexico City or from Mexico, who have taken some sort of Latin American studies class or something. And really, on the very first day, they're presented with a professor who will say, you know, Guadalupe is a myth. It's a hoax. We're not even going to go there. Anybody who's believing this, really, one lady actually said, you could, you could just leave this class right now. It's kind of like <laughs> the scene out of God's Not Dead, you know, but, but Hispanic style, I guess. But those things actually have happened. So we really, what we're trying to make the point is that these things are fides et ratio. It's faith and reason. We mm-hmm. have to be able mm-hmm. to give a reason for our faith, as, as it's been stated. And we have to be able to know to be able to say, okay, Guadalupe did happen. How do you explain the flower world paradise in connection to the Guadalupe story? How do you, story? How do you explain all these connections to the Guadalupe narrative that happened over centuries? Spanish would have been the smartest person in the world to be able to connect these dots and to be able to fool the indigenous people. So we're hoping that by our book that we're presenting, we're giving ammunition to a believer to be able to counter these secular arguments, because it's a big deal. Uh, Perhaps a lot of the Catholic believers don't know this, but we waded into those waters so that you don't have to. Uh, Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I think that's really, uh, that's a fantastic part uh, of it, because I do think, you know, that the, the God does intervene and takes, I mean, he's been at work, right, from the beginning of creation, in every place, every land, for every people. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, uh, we also say in in the conclusion of our book that if he was doing that for the people of Mesoamerica, starting from 1500 B.C. all the way up to 1500 A.D., a 3,000-year period where little breadcrumbs were being placed so that people could eventually say, wait a minute, something supernatural is happening here. God is trying to speak to us. He's trying to make a case for belief which could lead us to baptism and accepting Christianity, why would he not be doing that for us today? Why is he not leaving breadcrumbs for us today so that he, so that even the dark times, times that seem so chaotic, that seem so full of despair, why would he not be doing that for us today? And, right. and that's another message of our book. No, that's fantastic. Um, we have a few minutes left uh, before we conclude with uh, Joseph Gonzalez, uh, author, and composer, uh, just a rich history, um, and has just released with his wife, Monique, the book, Guadalupe and the Flower World Prophecy. Um, Joseph, to kind of conclude, you know, you just alluded to um, about how God might be working um, in the world today. How, how, how does the story of Guadalupe, how does the, the events that unfolded there and the fulfillment in a way of the flower world and, and the, all of the connections of that pathway uh, to eternal life, uh, of following the pathway of the sun that we see in Juan Diego, how, how, how would that be helpful to us today? How would you share that with our, our listeners today? Well, well as you just one... said, you know, we're, um, yeah, we're, we're just barely mentioning a few things here. That you know the the flower will paradise the symbolism or the metaphors of the flowers, uh, the path of the sun, for example. 
you know, in the story of Juan Diego, he, he ends up going from the west side of the mountain to the east side of the mountain. He takes the path of the sun to the flower world paradise. Well, that's another part of flower world. The, the cities were always oriented in the way in which uh, monuments were, were developed were always in an east to west direction in order to be able to show that the, that the people who were worthy would go in this direction. So there's just so many details. I'm sorry, we, I know we can't get into right now, but well, Joseph, are, Joseph, are Monique, yeah. Joseph I hear Monique. Here. I hear a voice. All right, Monique, you get to say, did Joseph do a good job, or do you want to add anything? <laughs> sure. The only thing I want to, Welcome. to say is that, hello, nice to meet you all. Yes, what you were just saying about all these wonderful indicators and, and, and seeds that God planted over the course of centuries is maybe one way that the modern audience can take a look at it, is to see that God is continually in control of history, because he's, stre- he's streaming along this this breadcrumb trail all the way to his son, to the gospel message, and he's helping people even throughout chaos, throughout darkness, throughout hard times, and still paying it off by saying, in the end, I'm, I'm still looking out for you. It might not have seemed in that way, but here I'm now going to show you what all of this meant and show how it all points to my son, and that's and, and this idea that God is in control of history can give us a, a certain measure of com- comfort and consolation by seeing how specific he is in the details and, and bringing us to his son. Holy cow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And Monique, I'm glad you joined us at the end there. Joseph, yes. thank you for sharing this. Um, we're going to take a break here now, but we're so grateful to uh, Joseph and Monique Gonzalez, authors of Guadalupe and the Flower World Prophecy, How God Prepared the Americas for Conversion Before the Lady Appeared. God bless you and happy feast day. Happy feast God bless day. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be right back after a break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Spiritu for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Matthew 19, we learn about a servant whose master had just forgiven his debts. Although the servant is grateful for his master's mercy, he is unable to show the same kind of mercy towards his own debtor, even though they owed him an amount that was much smaller. His master moved with compassion for his servant, who never in a thousand years could have repaid his huge debt, forgives all. What life-changing mercy, yet how much more mercy was shown the day Jesus came to the world to set us free from the bondage of sin and death. Through this parable of the forgiven servant, Jesus makes his point crystal clear. Forgive your enemies, family, and friends, because in the measure that we forgive and show mercy, so forgiveness and mercy will be shown us. 
Jesus has shown us unfathomable mercy. Who in your life needs a little mercy today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. 